Hello, Internet, and welcome to Ideas About God. I am your host, Josh Wise, and with me, as always, is my wonderful co-host. I'm Fabian, and welcome to this podcast where we talk about life, pop culture, and other topics examined through a theological lens with the goal of making Ideas About God interesting and approachable, and so we hope that this is helpful for you. If you would, please, really quick, Hit the uh, plus button on Apple Podcasts uh, or follow on Spotify and maybe drop us a review as well. It helps other people find the podcast. And so if you like this stuff, share it with other people. Um, yeah, that's that's that, right? Yeah, cool. I think that's okay, so yes. uh, we decided that, uh, th- you know, we don't know if this will be an ongoing segment, but this is just a segment that we thought we wanted to do is talking about what we're watching or reading or I guess we can include video games too if we feel like it. Oh, and yeah. uh, just, you know, talk about it a little bit, see if there's some God talking, some of that. So what have you been watching lately and what uh, <laughs> what do you think about it? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, okay. So I have been watching lately uh, Andor, Disney Plus. Okay. So Star Wars, right? Yeah, Star Wars. Okay. okay. So uh, for, for basic background, um, in the Star Wars movies, they released a film called Rogue One. And it was basically about this group of uh, spies and and bunch of like um, I don't know rejects I guess for lack of better 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 word who will on this crazy mission to go try to like capture the Death Star plans and those Death Star plans end up becoming like you know what the the it's like the MacGuffin for the very first you know Star Wars movie back in 1977 and um, is a beautiful film it's not a perfect film but like it is um, the cinematography is gorgeous. And it gives you, like, this cast of characters. Um, okay, so the movie's, like, lo- been out for a long time. Everyone dies. Like, it's not like this oh, movie, okay. like, gives yeah. you, like, yeah. um, oh, like, things are going to be okay in the end. <laughs> like, yeah. everyone's dead. Yeah. And it's, and you, and I love it. Okay. Like, because it's, it takes us, like, like, it goes, like, it goes there, which you don't expect a Disney Star Wars movie to do. Yeah. Right? Um, and then, uh, so that film came out, 14? Yeah, 2015 maybe. Yeah. Um, and, and I would say it's like one of the better movies that they had since the uh, the new trilogy. Yes. Like I feel like it was it was one of those movies that I, I thought was just really high quality, mm-hmm. really really good. You know. Yes. It. Oh man, I love it so much. Every time, <laughs> every time, I, like I will listen to the music. Like Michael Giacchino. It's so it's not John Williams. It's a different composer. Michael okay. Giacchino. He also did like The Incredibles and things like that. Um, uh, he did the scoring for it and. Oh sweet baby Jesus! Like like mm, mm. like it <laughs> like I will listen to it and I will like start tearing. Do you, do you up. need a moment by yourself? Right? I mean, I Sometimes. can leave the studio. No, so. it's fine. It's fine. I'll just I'll have it in my car on the drive home. It'll be fine. Um, so anyway, the uh, so that's Rogue One. They made a uh, a prequel TV show okay. about the one of the main characters, uh, Cassian Andor, and like where he comes from, like, and it and it is. It's not only the best Star Wars television mm. that's come out. It is just genuinely good television as far as like just just amazing television. Like I mm. think it belongs up there with some of the best TV coming out recently. It's um it has it's deep. It has it takes its time. Like it's not like 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 it has action set pieces occasionally, yeah. but yeah, most yeah. of the show is about relationships and building tension mm. and realizing like oh like the path of a person's radicalization as they go from just like someone who's like could not care less about any of this political stuff yeah. to someone who is a a rebel like is as long and kind of complicated journey yeah, filled yeah, with yeah, yeah. all these people like pulling in different directions and it's mm, and it's beautiful and it gets you at the heartstrings and and 
oh god it's so good I cannot stop talking about it and it's actually like has things to say about politics it's not like like so many of like the Star Wars um, Disney movies they're like here's the first order they're space Nazis and it doesn't get anything farther than that yeah it it doesn't actually give you like a real breakdown of what what do we mean when we say like authoritarianism and what Mm -hmm. what does what does like fascism actually look like and or like leans into like the opening shot is a man of color being assaulted um, for not ha- by these like cops mm. who are owned by a corporation. Yeah. Um, oh wow, that's interesting. Yes. <laughs> it's like, uh, right, right. That's and, kind of a dystopian type his, of idea because his papers aren't in order. Yeah. Oh. That, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Right. So yeah. here is a brown man um, getting harassed by the capos for not having papers in order, and you're like, oh, like. Oh, okay. So we're talking about it. This shit's yeah. real. Yeah, and that that is that was, mm, it's so darn good. I love it. Um, go watch Andor. Yeah, I, I so I've been meaning to to watch it. Um, I had a couple shows that I wrapped up recently, and so it definitely will probably pop up into my uh my slate of shows that I'm watching. It's almost like they're leaning right into the thing that people sometimes critique Disney movies about. Like people mm-hmm. complained about the whole like animal abuse thing in the second uh, movie. Uh, in the newest trilogy, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah they yeah, got yeah. upset about that. And Dis- Disney's like, "Well, actually, we're just gonna make a whole show, <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yeah." So, I, in some ways, I applaud that. So, so you would say that the Hulu commercials that I've been seeing as I've been watching *Handmaid's Tale* that say, "Go watch this show because it's one of the most critically acclaim- acclaimed shows right now," are, are actually true. That's actually true. Yes, you should. Okay. You should go watch it. So it's like true marketing. <laughs> yes, it is. It is. It is very good. It is. Very good. Um, so yeah. Anyways, uh, so you you sound so you dropped some hints. <laughs> um, we uh, so what's what have you been watching? So I just started. I'm at, I'm into uh, the first episode, so I don't have a lot to talk about with okay. this. Uh, but Handmaid's Tale, I, I just referenced it. Um, mm-hmm. That's where I saw the commercial. So you're just you just you're just. In, uh, I don't think I've seen the last season. Okay. It, get ready for a ride baby oh yeah i'm it's excited uh i i've been want, meaning to watch the show for a while so some you know i've had some people quite a few people tell me about it um especially being someone who you know works in sort of the faith world mm-hmm. you know thing um you know a lot of people will say like you should watch a show you should watch a show or we think you like this show and it's it's freaky like yeah it, like it it really yeah. it, it, it it almost like kind of what you're talking about with with andor how it takes this you know this concept these things that we talk about that maybe are more abstract mm-hmm. or that we're living in but we don't mm-hmm. fully understand and puts them in a story in a show for you to recognize how mm-hmm. far it could go it, it takes this idea of like what what could america look like if we literally just went to a theocracy and yeah. it's like scary yeah. <laughs> like i'm like Fuck. <laughs> like this could be really bad like yeah. really fucking bad <laughs> yeah it's oh man i i cannot wait to like hear you talk about this more because yeah. i like i watched it i think um i watched it with uh my wife then girlfriend um a few years ago i think it was like 2018 and then as the seasons go on we were just like this just is is maybe hitting too close to stone yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and it <laughs> gets uncomfortable it gets, it gets wildly <laughs> uncomfortable and then i remember with like um i mean now here we are in a post roe v wade world and you're like uh, like fuck man yeah like, it, it hits it, I, I feel i yeah. feel like it's very timely um it because the narrative sort of brings you at least in the first episode brings you into the story of the people it doesn't make me feel as icky 
immediately as um what's that one show that netflix had that was like dystopian futures and it was just like each episode was different mm. um, black mirror black mirror uh, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like those felt real but but i wasn't so invested in the characters yeah that every episode was just like like i just felt so disturbed it was almost like watching right, a right. horror film yeah um but so far hamid's tale it has that disturbing aspect but i also am drawn into the story because they're, right. they're building the characters up yep. and so i kind of like that but yep. yeah it we theocracy would not be good we i that that <laughs> I, sounds no. like this sounds like a this needs to be a podcast in and of itself like like <laughs> yes. we, we did a whole episode on christian nationalism <laughs> And things like that, yeah. and we should probably have experts on. Like, yeah, we actually know what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so we, can, like, we can bring we can bring a friend on. We, so. <laughs> we know people. Yes, um, yes. Okay, so you said you had some, a topic. Yeah. Okay. So, um, so last week we kind of kept it fairly light, or not last week, two weeks ago. We are a biweekly podcast. <laughs> um, so we kept it fairly light talking about Thanksgiving, um, and you know, kind of digging through some of that for a little bit. But um, today I thought would be interesting is to start to allow. Um, the folks who who uh, listen to us um, uh, to kind of get to know us and maybe kind of know some of our uh, journeys uh, with um, God and, and theology and things like that. Um, and so my question to you, and because you volunteered to go first, and, um, <laughs> and, and Internet, this is not the first time he's heard this question, so um, <laughs> we've chatted about things beforehand because we're professionals. Um, uh, my question to you is... Um, can you describe or talk about your journey, your relationship to God or with God, whatever kind of, how do you want to talk about that or how you've conceived of God over the years? And let me try to like sum that up into like a one word. Like when I was 10, God was X. And then when I was like 20, God was something else, right? Like kind of like walk us through that. So. Yeah, so sort of how my understanding of God changed throughout yeah. my life yeah, um, yeah 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 no um i've been excited about this question because i feel like it's almost an opportunity to reflect myself mm-hmm. sort of on on the journey i've gone on and um how it's changed um yeah. you know which i i think reflection is a good thing a healthy thing to do so i would if i were to sort of sum up um how my understanding of god has changed throughout the years um I guess what I would start with is it's hard to do it in one word. Sure. So, sure, sure. you know, the, I, the word is obviously going to expand to, you know, a description, but I would say when I was younger, um, the best understanding I had of God or the way I would summarize it was a distant parent. Okay. Say more. That is sort of, sort of a parent that made demands, but um, wasn't, intimately involved or didn't really seem to care mm. um so sort of this distant uh you know being in some place other than here yeah that had asks of me mm-hmm. you know or had sort of these rigid rules that the, they wanted me to live by mm-hmm. um but didn't really uh do much about my life mm-hmm. um and, and and i guess that comes from and this is not to uh necessarily bash traditions mm-hmm. or even even uh people um because i think ultimately i would say that you know my parents did the best they could um they did what they could with what they were working with mm-hmm. um um and others you know and my life did the best they could yeah uh and 
Um, but, you know, I sort of grew up in, in this culture, in the Catholic Church, um, where, you know, you do all these things. You, you know, you go through your process of First Communion, you say certain prayers, you memorize those, um, you know, you, you do your rosary, and, you know, you do things like reading scripture, and you sort of, there's these traditions throughout the year that you do, and you participate in, and sort of, you know, things like confession as well, and so you do those mm-hmm. practices because you're supposed to. Mm. And that was the entire why that I got. It wasn't, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like you do these because, oh, like confession and prayer or other things help you sort of process things that have gone on in your life or help you navigate um, questions that you have or, you know, being in community or taking communion can do all these things internally and externally. It was all God says that you're, that's what you're supposed to do Mm -hmm. to be right and good and whatever mm-hmm. um and so you do it so that that was sort of my earliest understanding of god hmm. um and, and i think what ended up happening was it also brought this assumption that well if i do these things then it's a transaction right like god will do things for me yeah and then when life sort of like shit hit the fan you know mm-hmm. as we might say yeah I was like, okay, I'm, it's not, <laughs> I'm trying to do all the right things, but I'm not getting any sort of results. Yeah. Um, I don't really see God involved or it doesn't really seem like God cares. And so there was this moment of, you know, a sort of painful breakup that I, I remember very clearly. Um, I mean, I've shared this with you and I've yeah. shared it with other people, but it was, you know, the ship sailing away and I was like, okay, bye. Like, how, how old are you? Um, I would say I was probably like early middle school. So, so okay. okay. You know, so like, you know, 11, 12 ish around there. Sure. So, yeah. So you talk about the ship sailing away. Did you still stay involved in like, I guess, like imagine you're going to church at that time, right? Yeah. 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 So, you know, we had to go to church mm-hmm. Um, as long as we didn't have any obligation that they deemed important enough to miss right. church for right on a sunday yeah we had to go to church and so okay yeah i kept going mm. wow and so what did you think about all that like so so like so you're not believing did you tell now did you te- did you tell anyone and uh, no this is all oh, like personal damn. yeah yeah I, and i mean like the way the way i experienced sort of faith community um was very much the sort of high church you go to mass, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but there really wasn't, I mean, there might've been, but my parents didn't really take us to like a youth group or, okay. you know, there wasn't really like relationships I had within the community. Sure. Um, sure you know, sure. you, you, sh- you go in, you sit in a pew, yeah. you participate in the entirety of the mass, mm-hmm. you get up and go home and, or go to lunch um, or whatever. Okay. And so I guess the best way I could say it is I was, Honestly, just looking for it to be over so that I could uh, go play S- Super Mario. Because <laughs> as a 12-year-old playing Super Mario on a, on a Sunday yeah. when you don't have to worry about school or homework or oh, anything, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's fun. You just go and you're just chilling and playing yeah. your game. Yeah, so that was kind of what I remember post the ship sailing away was mm. sort of I just wanted it to be over every time. Wow. Yeah. Okay. 
Um, so so, all right. So this this is twelve, and the ship sailing away. What happens next? Yeah. So at at fifteen, I started working um, at McDonald's. Um, my parents just you know this culture of um, high work ethic and mm-hmm. you know instilled that in me, and I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I started working at McDonald's, and um, when you're in school, the two main days that you can get full eight hour shifts are uh, Saturday and Sunday. And so by age 15, so, you know, about three years after that happened, uh, I stopped going completely. And sort of, sort of in that time, I was also, um, I really loved school, particularly the sciences and and math. And so I was really diving into sort of learning more about the world through the lens of um, data and and, um, hypotheses and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and experiments and sort of all of that, and so I, I, I started, you know, essentially adopting the, uh, I guess you could say the atheist perspective. Sure. I would say internally, and I, and I've said this t- to people before. I would say internally, I was agnostic. Like I, I didn't really ever let go of. There's something there. Sure. I don't know how to describe it or what that being is, but there's something there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. So I, you know, I, I kind of. I, I was the kid that would get in arguments with my um, Christian friends mm-hmm. in high school, and I'd be like, "Well, uh, Genesis doesn't make any sense. <laughs> 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 like, that's not how uh, creation happened. Um, we have evidence. It started with, um, yeah, it started with atoms becoming molecules, becoming cells, and cells combining together in different ways and, um, you know, natural selection leading yeah. to humanity. And right. so, uh, yeah, I, I, I was in that. Uh, and, and, you know, so, yeah. It's, and, and, and I guess I would say the reason I never really let go of God really truly is because what I was really feeling was anger. Mm. Um, and it, because in that moment of the ship sailing, I was like, why the hell aren't you here? Mm. Like, well, why aren't you here? Damn. Yeah. So, yeah. Shit. All right. <laughs> so yeah, we're going deep in this one as you said. I love it. Hell yeah. No, that's good. Yeah. Um so you talk so you you're in this atheist phase and um or it's not a phase, mom. Um <laughs> um you're no, I don't mean to be a little. Uh like so you're in this in that space. I wonder what happens next. Like like yeah. where, are you, where are we going? Like I'm just like this is fun. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I always had kind of some big questions, yeah. I guess I would say. Uh, like I said, I never really let go of it, truly, um, even though if you were to ask me at the time, I'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah, no church, no God, nothing. It's not for me, and it yeah. doesn't exist, and it's all fake. Sure. Um, fake news. <laughs> fake news. <laughs> fake news. Uh, made up. Um, so, yeah, I uh, I had that anger. Yeah. I had a lot of pain. Sure. I had, I had a lot of questions. Um, re- and really, the questions revolved around, well, well what then? Like, why? What, what? I've always wondered why. Like, wh- then is there a why? If there's no why for life, then like, uh, is this okay. just like okay. all kind of pointless, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I, I you know, I, I was, I guess the the later in, in high school that I got, the more sort of open to the idea that I got. Um, still pretty anti-church, you could say. Sure. Um, and anti any idea of it, but I was going at my own pace, and I opened up this book called the world's religions after um, doing this camp that I went to at um, MU, uh, mm-hmm. University of Missouri. They had this like camp for s- 
you know, people that scored a certain amount on the pre-ACT. And so um, you could take a bunch of college classes. And I took oh, one cool. that was kind of this world religion class. And so yeah. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I ended up reading the book a couple years later when I was a senior because I was like a uh, sophomore year when that happened, I think, if I remember right. Yeah. And I ended up reading the book as a senior. And I was, you know, it was written by a Zen Buddhist. And I was just flipping through. I had different ideas. Mm-hmm. Um and I came across the one about Christianity, the section where the, you know, the Buddhist, the Zen Buddhist was writing about Christianity. And yeah. I was I was really struck by that if Jesus truly existed, mm-hmm. which uh, the person that wrote this book wasn't, you know, didn't really deny that. And it seems like a lot of people sort of agree sure. that Jesus truly existed. What compelled him to say the things he said? And hold on to the things that he held on to so strongly mm. that he was, like, essentially executed by this empire. Yeah. Um, so there was something to that. So yeah. I, I sort of dove into that idea. And, um, yeah, I guess, like, from there, I would say I had a mystical experience. I mm. was... You know, I had gone to college, and so that was kind of the summer of my senior year okay, okay. Was, was when I was reading that book and leaning yeah. into that, going off to college. And, um, you know, I'd come back and visit my parents every once in a while because I was 30 minutes away, which was kind of nice. You know, yeah. I could bring my laundry, and my mom would do oh, it for me. Awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. is, you know, because uh, I don't know, coins, why Why? Why do we need to do quarters? Like, what, yeah. what? can we just stop this? Like, we can find a different way, right? Like, I don't know. You There's have to get this bundle of quarters. Yeah. <laughs> like, use them in the machines to okay, wash well, your clothes. Here is a laundry um, a hack for y'all. <laughs> so, anyone out there who's listening. Um, now, um, I'm going to preface this by saying this is all alleged. <laughs> Allegedly, you can find keys that will fit most washing machines on Amazon for about $8. Mm. Um Allegedly, most laundry, most like apartments don't actually switch the keys that they ah. come, even though they say you should switch the keys because <laughs> everyone can get these keys. Um, so allegedly, you can reuse the same quarters over and over again if you have said alleged key that says to exist um, in Minecraft. Um, I say okay. all that. Uh, so not saying you should go commit crimes. Um, so we are not legally held responsible. <laughs> <laughs> that it's nice. Uh, people will appreciate that. I think uh, <laughs> that's helpful to know. So you know, so I was like, I'm not gonna pay, you know, whatever. So I I go home and you know, and Sunday would roll around, and mm-hmm. I wasn't working at the time, and so I went to mass with my parents, and I still knew all the words, did all the things, and yeah. and if you you know have been a part of a sort of Christian tradition for a long time, maybe you are familiar with the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. um, and and catholic mass you you uh sing it or at least in like spanish mass particularly but you'd sing it and so i was singing these words Mm -hmm. that i just knew wrote memory you know were still in the back of my mind and all of a sudden i just felt this like wave of emotions and so i'd say that phase was um relationship Mm. it was like oh like there is there's feeling there is this sense of like a God that understands and knows, or at least cares, there's love maybe, you know? And so, yeah, uh, that kind of led me to this journey of really like exploring and asking questions and, you know, kind of got involved with some different various ministries. Um, There was a period in my life where I was part of a, you know, Catholic campus ministry. Mm -hmm. Had some really big questions about that because 
I kind of resist the uh, the sort of versions of I mean, coming from my background, like mm. it one if they aren't open to conversations about creation and the possibility of like not six days. Sure, I'm usually like pretty skeptical. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or yeah, I yeah, was yeah, throughout yeah. my time because I was still a science major and like that was still something I valued. Yeah. Um, and so anytime I asked questions, if I ran into a wall, I was like, huh. And so, you know, left that, kind of went to another place and um, kind of got involved with sort of the charismatic um, Pentecostal version mm-hmm. of Christianity, you know, the whole praying in ton- tongues thing. And yeah. I would say that one was presence, sort, mm-hmm. sort of the word I would use for that season or that understanding of God was like, okay, God is this presence and, you know, yeah. very much like Holy Spirit language. So God is a presence that's within us. Yeah. God is a presence that's in a room. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of it's like it's in the air and like God is here. And so, you know, you sing and mm-hmm. um, and then also God is a presence that allows us to do certain things. So we, you know, we do like the praying for some person that's walking with crutches to get healed, which I am very highly uncomfortable with now because <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't believe God is a magic God um, necessarily. I do believe God does things. Then I would say moving from that, to i guess by the way do you have any thoughts i well i was okay so um i want to go back to that moment where you are singing the lord's prayer yeah and i want and he said like these emotions came over you i'm curious what i don't know if i can pinpoint it I, I, like I, I i know that it was it just it was kind of overwhelming it was maybe a lot of emotions yeah and so i don't know if um i can necessarily say what those emotions were. Hmm. Um, I just know it was a lot. So, yeah. so, yeah. so what'd you do? So you, you were, you were angry at God for a while. What, what did you do with that anger? I mean, it, it came out in other ways, you know? So like this sort of drive for perfectionism, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you know, ended up being very self-directed. So self-criticism, um, yeah, things like that. I, I you know, and critical of other people. I was pretty critical of other people as well. Yeah. And so like it came out in other ways, but and my and as as any teenager does, you know, t- towards my parents, you know, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. oh well yeah. it's like you've messed up or you've done all these things that were wrong and right. I'm frustrated with you. So right. yeah. Interesting. I, I, I'm also curious, I have a story that, that's it's similar to yours. Um but how did you so you you have like you kind of have this track where you you start off like God is like this distant parent type yeah. figure is like you do this be, just because and there's no real reason why it's not even a transactional type thing because it's not interested in it. Um, I I wonder like my my journey is coming to kind of somewhere where I start with the God I I for a while I was like I don't know then I was like I don't care and then I saw I come back to it however it's in a much I hold it in a much different light. Yeah. Um, I also experienced a lot of anger towards the God I was taught mm-hmm. or I, I thought I was taught to believe in mm. um, or the God I believed in or used to believe in. I was, I was angry at that God. Um, and I remember as I came back, there was like this moment of like letting go of the God that I thought I believed in, like letting it go. And almost like, not like, not like forgiving God in a sense, yeah. but like being like, it's really weird to be like, God, you were doing your best, but so was I. And, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it sounds, I know it sounds kind of dumb, but to, to be like, like, I forgive you, God, but also <laughs> like in a way of like, oh, I went through a lot of pain and I kind of held you um, 
like up for it and maybe now we see each other in a different light and yeah that's okay. i don't know or i can't see god in a different light um and that's different i don't know but like i wonder if i had you, so, some sort yeah. of a similar moment yeah um i i would say thinking through it no maybe maybe it, yes but in a different way sure. and it kind of comes to sort of my understanding of god today and, yeah um so i Oh, maybe if I go into that, I can kind of describe. Yeah, let's go. Uh, let's so, so basically, you know, I kind of ran into all these walls with all these different, pretty fundamentalist versions of Christianity in, in its various forms that wouldn't let you ask questions, and found myself in the Methodist. Is that how you define like a fundamentalist? <laughs> like it's just like, well, I mean, like, like that's a legitimate <laughs> question. Like, is that yeah. when you talk about fundamentalist? I'm just curious what what you mean. So, by that. I, I would say, you know, I, I guess. For for me, maybe there's this is not a you know proper mm-hmm. definition, but I would say the way it looks or manifests itself or what happens is the experience of it is we have a solid understanding of truth, yeah, um, that has no nuance or difference, mm-hmm. and our version is sort of the version, the, right. the one that God wants us to know, and so we have sort of the f- most fundamental understanding yes. of God. And I okay. sort of ran into that with the Catholic Church mm-hmm. at a certain point. And I would say not all of Catholicism is like that, just like right. any other faith tradition. Sure. But I ran into a wall in that, ran into a, in a sort of charismatic church, mm-hmm. did, did like a s- slight two-week pit stop at an Acts 29 um, Reformed church. <laughs> Reformed was not for me. <laughs> I just, I will admit, um, I've always been in the more Wesleyan versions of it i guess you could say yeah. um and then uh, yeah i found myself in the college age ministry you know that was a united methodist mm-hmm. um college age ministry and the word i would use for that time is uh space mm. I, I feel like uh, or i could say um you know openness uh it, I, I sort of encountered the god that allowed me to explore and ask questions and um you know sort of within that tradition ended up going to seminary and ended up being able to ask like all these big questions and wrestle. And like, I felt like I had the space to, I had the opportunity to for a while in seminary, you know, I was tearing things down and Mm -hmm. then rebuilding and learning all these really cool things. And like having my mind blown about, Oh yeah. Like you don't have to think about scripture that way. And actually like for most of Christian history, people haven't thought (laughs) about that way. Um, and so, you know, all these wonderful things that my mind was being blown here and there, here and there. Yeah. Um, and and as I was rebuilding the the first brick that I put back down was from reading a um, a book from uh, Serene Jones, who's a theologian. What she talked about in the book was sort of this idea that God wills everybody's flourishing. Yeah. And so the first brick I put down was God wants me, us, humanity, Earth, mm. creation, everybody in it yeah. to flourish. Mm. That is what God wants. Yeah. And I would say the last piece is invitation. Um, that's, you know, some through enjoying, um, you know, people like Rob Bell, some through just, in, you know, kind of diving in a little bit. I would mm. say I'm not really, like, fully, um, I don't fully understand process theology, mm-hmm. but, you know, kind of scratching the surface of that. Yeah. And so I would say if I were to all put it together, it's that God wills, God invites us to flourish mm-hmm. that, that, that God is offering this sort of eternal invitation to flourish. Mm-hmm. That, that is what God is doing in the world. Um, and God is doing that not just for us, but for like 
all of creation. Yeah. Um, you know, it took a little turn, was curious about sort of panentheism and like mm-hmm. this idea that like God is being. And so, you know, that is maybe there a little bit, but mm-hmm. you know, that's not really as interesting as the other things. Uh, so to, to your question though, is like, when did I f- sort of finally kind of confront that anger? I think I, I realized that what I was angry at, um, yes, was ultimately God, but I was more angry at that the world has pain and suffering. Mm. And so I think what allowed me to process that anger wasn't necessarily, you know, saying, God, I'm not angry with you anymore. Um, There was this sense that, like, God gave me the space to be angry if I needed to be. And that was freeing. Mm -hmm. And that like sort of that sense of like, you're still loved. Yeah. Um, but it's that, you know, it's sort of reframing the pain and suffering of the world and, and and this understanding that maybe God doesn't intentionally will that. And maybe God isn't, you know, sort of as maybe a reformed Calvinist would say that, um, you know, that's like God is sovereign. And so God, God, sort of <laughs> God dictates suffering yeah. to who it must happen to right. because everything is determined. Right. Um, it's more that God is the one that invites mm-hmm. and as humans with free will, mm-hmm. um, we make choices. Yeah. And also suffering just is. Yeah. It's just a part of it. Right. It's It's unavoidable because it's the duality of everything. Like with, with life, there's death, Mm -hmm. you know, um, evolution needs death to birth better things. Right. And so it's almost, I I, I guess I confronted that anger of why is there pain and suffering? Why is there things that hurt me when I was younger? Mm -hmm. Why did it feel like God was distant? Um, yeah, just kind of coped with it or work through it. Mm -hmm through sort of answering those questions mm-hmm. and then also a little bit of therapy too. So yeah, you know. therapy. <laughs> therapy. Yeah. So that, therapy. I would say that's where I'm at now is uh, invitation and love is always obviously like been a part of yeah. a large, a large part of it. Like I would never let go of the idea that God is love. Like I love that sort of right. scripture and that concept. And I think this is just ways to describe that love. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Um, I'm trying to think of other questions. So right now there's kind of like this, ongoing like it's it's a term that's get gets getting thrown around is either like a boogeyman or like a thing and it's been it's, it's starting to like um like deconstruction right there's yeah, a, yeah, lot, yeah, there's yeah. a lot i don't we're not the only ones who've like gone through like we've been handed a faith yeah um that for whatever reason didn't last us into adulthood yeah and we've had to figure it out um and i know some people who've like had gone through that process and they've like they've like oh nope this isn't for me and i'm out for yeah. good right they they hit your atheist phase and they're like um and they, and they went left where you went right um what would you say to those folks i thought about this before um and i've had conversations with people that are sort of you know in that space yeah um maybe would call themselves atheist mm-hmm. um I think it's a little bit more nuanced, you know, people oh, sort yeah, of yeah, understand, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, they, you know, they, they'll call themselves, um, what's the term? Nihilist? Um, yeah, nihilist. There's there the go. word. They'll we call themselves, yeah, 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 yeah. 
uh, so yeah, the, you know, it's more nuanced. People will call themselves nihilist. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, I think there's sort of an in between, a sort of rigid understanding of God, where one would say we can know all things. Yeah. that to know about God yeah. and it's found within this book and these words and our church and uh, our white male pastor um, has has the understanding of it so come here because this is where you will learn ultimacy um, there's somewhere in between that and there's absolutely no meaning right and um, I think I think it's I think for people that are there mm. I, I because I've been there or I I, I feel like I know the why behind being there, mm-hmm. I guess I'm in between where there's beauty and there's goodness mm-hmm. and I can't live a life where that isn't something that I hold on to. Right. Because being completely nihilist didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. It didn't, wasn't, didn't, there wasn't the sense of fulfillment and meaning and sort of like if I, if I, if I was back to nihilism, like I just don't know what would drive what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I would say um, it didn't work for me, um, but if you're able to find goodness, yeah, and joy, and peace, and some some sense of meaning and purpose mm-hmm. in that, yeah, what thing you find that gives you meaning and sort of invites you to be a better version of yourself mm-hmm. the next day and the next day, yeah. I would say m- I would interpret that personally as God mm-hmm. um, because I, I God is the one that does that in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but to them, to that person, I maybe wouldn't say to them, well, now you believe in God. Yeah. Because that's not the language they use. Right. And so I'm someone that understands that language is um, an attempt to name things that are sometimes unnameable. Mm-hmm. Um, language has efficacy and also is symbolic mm-hmm. and metaphor. And so I guess that's that would be my thing. I, I, I like that a lot. I my um my thing is, is how do you is trying to find the best way to communicate that without being like um dismissive isn't the word, but like um Oh, you know that thing where like oh uh, like someone is like is like oh I'm a Buddhist and they're talking about like um, um, Nirvana or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like a Christian come along and be like, well, that's just like heaven. And you're just <laughs> like, no, those are fundamentally oh, very yes. different ideas. Um, and and I think like coming alongside our friends and 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 people we care about who like are find themselves in like different philosophical traditions, not even just like religious traditions. Um, and then being like being able to be like kind and deferential to them and their view of the world like like that's that's where it's like how, how do you like like have those sorts of conversations where you're like like hey like yeah you're, you're like you're talking about meaning i'm talking about meaning i call meeting god you you're like no there's no such thing like i'm meeting is a thing that we make up and assign ourselves and it's a choice you know like whatever like i don't know, you know existentialism or something like that but like um i don't know, i think i think the the trick is like having being able to like building a relationship being able to have those conversations and so that they know you're not being like a jerk about it. Yeah. 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 And like being like, Oh, and they know like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Fabian, he's cool. He's, he's kind. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think, I think that is right. Um, there's sort of this sense of, 
not just overgeneralizing your version of it. And I think that's the tricky balance of the in-between, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I resist being the um, fundamentalist of any sort of religion. Yeah. Um, I, I've chosen Christianity. That You know, it's what I grew up with. It's what I know. Um, I believe there's something to the person of Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, I think I've arrived at that. Yeah. Uh, arrived is probably a word that I wouldn't use, but I, I dis- I've decided that that's important for me. Yeah. Um, or I believe that or whatever. I trust that. Mm-hmm. It's trustworthy. Um, but whatever people find trustworthy, I wouldn't want to diminish it or I wouldn't want to overgeneralize my understanding of God and what it means to be human. Right. To sort of match it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I would just want to learn from them and what gives them meaning. Yeah. Um, because this is what gives me meaning. And mm-hmm. so, no, that's awesome. I like that. That's nice. <laughs> that's very nice. Um, so should we end with our traditional, what is it exciting let's, us? Let's end with the hype zone. Boom. Yeah. Um, what is? What are you hyped about? What is getting you hyped? Um, <laughs> um, I feel like a lot of things. Uh, it's it's the Advent season, so lights are up. Yeah. I'm just like, but the lights are my house are up. We only have mm. one strand. It's like the, the sort of the trim of the house. Mm. And so whenever I take our dog buddy out and I look up at the lights and I'm just like, there's just this serenity mm, about it. So I'm yeah. just I'm kind of enjoying that and just yeah. soaking it in and, you know, and um, I'm excited to sort of dive deeper into the, the holiday spirit. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of been giving me some life. And then uh, I just recently uh, rebought after having played it like three or four times, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Ooh. And so um, I'm just kind of trying things and um, looking up glitches online on YouTube of people that have found really cool glitches <laughs> and just seeing if I can pull them off. Yeah. Some of them are overly complex and people like speedrunners use these to yeah. finish the game in like 22 minutes, which is ridiculous. Oh my gosh. But yeah, that's that's been fun. So that's kind of some of the things going that's on awesome. in my life. That's awesome. Do you have any uh, uh, Christmas traditions that you are particularly looking forward to this uh, yeah, season. so uh, this is actually really exciting. So um, my my family growing up, and this is kind of more the tradition of Hispanic Catholics. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe maybe I'm overgeneralizing. Maybe it's more Mexico, but you don't really celebrate Christmas on Christmas Day. You do it Christmas Eve. Yeah, you sort of wait till midnight and you open presents, and mm. it's like, oh, Jesus has come because it's yeah. his his actual birthday day. Yeah. You know. Um, and so I'm actually really excited about we're going back to that tradition because I told my parents that I really loved it and they're I could oh. see this like little glow. Oh. And so it's like it's like kinda sweet. <laughs> so and so cute. it's like we're That's gonna awesome. go back to it. It. we're gonna go back to and so we're gonna do that and so I'm excited to have tamales mm. and sort of do a more um Mexican traditional Christmas with them the Christmas Eve before. And oh, so I think it, it'll be really fun. But That's yeah, what's awesome. what's jazzing you up and what's what's jazzing me up? Um what do I think? Um you, th- I would, you think I would have an answer? Um, let's see. No. What is getting me excited? Um, board games. So I like board games in general. Um, but Thursday night, uh, at least like I'm, I'm meeting up with my brothers and friends, and we are gonna play uh, Settlers of Catan. Now I yeah. am not a, the biggest Settlers of Catan fan. For me, I'm I've like had fights playing that game. It's it's one of those games like it's like there's like there's like garbage tier, which is like Monopoly. And if you like Monopoly, that's okay. I don't like you either. Um, <laughs> You're a bad person. Um, no, just kidding. You're probably fine, but Monopoly's terrible. Um, like, there's there's like Monopoly, and it's, eh. and then you have like Catan, which is I think is like is a good intro to like oh this is what a board game can be. Like we're like 
Gatan, like you have like these decisions matter. Like, yeah, you're making choices and like mm, and you're building relationships and there's like multiple ways to win. Like it's not like it's not like Monopoly where like the game is over before it's over. Yeah, in Catan, like usually the last few rounds or up until like the last round or two, you're like. I think I can still. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, there's yeah. always you like, can get like three pieces all in one go and go yeah. from seven to ten. And you and win, you, can, like, you know. All right, and then boom, <laughs> and like you, you yeah. find a path to victory. Um, that's like different, and that's that's one of the things I like about Catan. It kind of helps people like, oh, like there are cool games out here where like it's not just a sludge to the end. It's yeah. Like, oh, like it's gonna be like interesting. Um, and it's not only luck too, right? Like Catan, I think introduces people into the relationship aspects so, of yep. like the meta the meta thing of yeah. it, you know, like, oh, I'm going to make you happy because, yeah. or I'm going to, you know, play nice or I'm going to have a certain, right, and maybe, right, right. maybe that'll, you know, and stuff, work, work in my favor. Right, because like a way one, one group will play, you go and you play with another group and they'll be like way different, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, um, you know, like trades will be like much more like uh, shrewd and, yeah. you know, like that sort of thing. Um, So that that's, I think that's really cool. Um, But also just like the aspect for me of like board games in general is so cool because it's like for however long you like you know 45 minutes hour few hours whatever yeah like you and you know four other people are committing to this thing yeah this little world made of cardboard and plastic (laughs) and bits of wood and and like you're not on your phones um and you're not not to sound like mickey rooney or something like that but like like you're not like um you are engaging with each other in a, in a way that is like deep and meaningful. And then you're like, and you have these moments where like you roll the dice and it's like, Oh no. Or it was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then it's like, I can't believe that happened. And like you create these stories, these narratives yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. emerge organically out of this thing. Um, and I think that's beautiful. I think it's cool to like share that with other human beings. It's like, um, I don't know. There's like, re- there's something really cool. It's like a well crafted game and yeah. um playing it with like really cool people and then you know having snacks and, and beers and that's yeah. like mm, that's always kiss. good yes yes, yes. so love, that is that is my hype zone that is yeah what I'm about. cool cool well so. our, our, did we did we pod we we, we cast the pods <laughs> all right, <laughs> all right. That's, a, that's an episode yeah it's an episode well thank you so much for listening and we'll we'll uh, have another episode in a couple weeks so yeah see, see you then bye, bye.